Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. That was the episode. <laughs> Check. <laughs> and thanks, everybody. That's been Weed and Grub. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I, I don't want to do that. I had a good day yesterday. I know. Fucking that was fun as hell. Happy 420 plus one. But it's I'm still, still 420. living. Yeah, it's 420 all month, man. Oh, fucking yo. See, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's 420 all month. I feel like 420 should also be celebrated on 421 because, you know, we run late sometimes. And to- tomorrow's Earth Day. It is. Which is an extension, or today, well, when this drops, it's an extension of 420 because it's still about the plant. Yeah, it is. And the Earth and our connection to it. The Earth is one big plant. Yep. Damn, that's awesome. Today's Earth Day. 422 yep. is Earth Day. Every day is Earth Day, but yes, sure. it's the day where we observe the Earth. <laughs> I mean, yo, for real, it is healing right now. I uh, something's right? going on. It's yeah. like like a like it's almost like when LeBron got hair plugs in the off season, then came back with a full head of hair, and it was like, ooh, yeah, you took a you took a little time for yourself in that off season and came back Whoa. even stronger. I had no idea. That's yeah. crazy. And the, uh, I feel like with this pandemic, Mother Earth is like getting hair plugs. I feel like Mother Earth is in the burn unit. Again, what do you mean? Like, you know, when, I mean, that's a crazy metaphor, but it's it's like a very serious injury. It's not just like a cosmetic upgrade. Oh, that's a you good know? point. I, <laughs> I am so sorry, Mother Earth. This is the problem and why we need Earth Days because I, I equate You're like, it to like... You're like, she's getting Botox. And I'm like, um, no, I think she's critically injured and fighting for her life, but cool. <laughs> Word. Thank you. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. Oh, man. Today we are learning lessons. Oh, man. Oh, oh. man. Hi, Mike. Hey, what up, Mary Jane? How's it going? Uh, well, it's good. Let me say what this is about real quick, okay? Yes. Okay, so this is a podcast, and it is about comedy, cannabis, culture, calling shit out, and uh, cosmetic surgery on Mother Nature. Also cooking. Also cooking. I always forget cooking, and that's one of the number one spots. That's how we celebrated our 420. Yeah. Largely. M- yeah. Was with the food. Will you talk about it? Yes, I will. It was dope as hell. Or, but do we want to talk about Mother Earth anymore? Well, I'm no. I think you put me in my place. We don't have to belabor the point where where I I was wrong. I I mean, you know, I just want to shout out the fact that like, yeah, it is it is today. Earth Day is a day where we can observe, you know, all of the beauty and also all the pain that uh, the planet's in right now, and and maybe try to do better. Hell yeah! I mean, I'm smoking some green crack right now. Yeah, it's my favorite strain. It's such a shame that it's named that because it's such a good Ugh. strain of weed. Right? Yeah. We've got to upgrade these names before it goes federal and everybody starts picking their favorites. I mean, Blue Dream's gonna crush the system. Sure. Top to bottom, yes. everyone's gonna be like Blue Dream, Blue Dream, Blue Dream. All day. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, green crack needs an upgrade if it's gonna like have any kind of <laughs> uh, uh, if it's gonna make waves in the federal market. Can I say a joke that you wrote that I think didn't make it into an article? that you would have been quoted on for it is this the same article where i said that's a really bad question yes okay sure (laughs) we were asked for some quotes for an article in a mainstream news publication they were like um what do you think about hardcore users versus uh you know people who are just in search of a low dose of weed imbibing imbibing or whatever mike was like a hardcore user is a bad way to talk about anyone who might need cannabis so I think you can like shove your fucking question. It was very funny. I read the answers and I was like, wow. Um, but one of them was 
was like, anyway, we didn't get published. We didn't get published. They didn't pick us for quotes. Uh, but one of the answers was uh, to the question, what trends do you foresee coming in the industry? Mike wrote, um, hopefully less names like Green Crack and more like um, string theory is a real thing. So what was it? Sorry, I'm going to fuck it up. The line was, it was like, fuck, like, please change these strain names from Green Crack. Uh, more strain. It was something like string string theory makes a lot of sense and we're probably all connected and there's probably an infinite number of us. How cool is that? <laughs> Isn't that a good string I'll take name? that in a pre-roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if I could get, uh, gosh, I don't know, I is the... Do you have God's pussy? Do you, do you, that's a real one, isn't that it? That is a real one. That's Fucking actually, change that shit. That's actually a name of a strain that won the Cannabis Cup, I believe, one year. And everyone was like, but really, guys? Come Yo, on. fucking stoned white dudes. Ugh, like coming up, making great strains. Yeah. But then just being bros about it. Yeah, honestly. I mean, it really is like, but you know, uh, like I don't. I don't know who's really successful at naming any strains. Like it, it needs to pivot hard because then there was this sort of weird like corporate thing where everyone came in and they were like, we're just going to name the strain after what it does. So it's like inspire, lift, Bold, chill, embolden, yeah, Fuck you. sprint, whatever, you know. Uh, I'm not a fan of that either, to I'm be honest. Not, no, and it doesn't say anything about the genetics of the plant. And that's really like what so much of those names were about. Like Blue Dream is a cross between blueberry and uh northern lights i think it was blueberry i can't remember all of the names but they're like anyone who knows about their genetics knows that like strawberry cough was a cross between these two things and the new name strawberry cough like if you know the genetics you can trace it back through yeah. you know that's was, why they, a so lot of white them have widow, numbers is white widow uh a cross between a spider and share i don't know <laughs> i don't know enough but that's a good guess okay i don't know enough about the, i mean people who are really into genetics and names like really pay attention to all those you know anything with blue in it has blueberry as a parent anything with white in it has you know they're all and you can tell when it's a haze and when it's an indica and it's fucking cool but what do you want the names to be i don't care about crossing i care about i care about cool names that are for everybody and like calm doesn't do it for me no i mean what else what else is constantly evolving and getting want, new names though albums right beautiful fucking great names for like fetch the bolt cutters yes the f- new fiona apple album yes is like everyone's going fucking crazy about it and i just listened to the first half of it walking my dog the other day and had a fucking moment with it where i was like holy shit yes so it hit you it struck you it hit me hard it hit me beautifully right in the fucking solar plexus and it was like a shaky a shaky laugh and then a tear Mm -hmm. beautiful if you are growing a great strain of weed and you feel as strongly about it as fiona did fiona apple did when she was cutting her album like take the time to name it something meaningful yo that's exactly yes Thank you. That's exactly what I couldn't put into words myself because you're a much more articulate person. That's fucking it. And if you're not good at naming things, we published a name generator that's coming out in Cannabis and Tech Today very soon that will help you choose your name that's totally tongue-in-cheek and satire, but also you could probably come up with a fun name through it. I can't yeah. wait until that comes out. Either we way, like... we fucking made a weed name generator. <laughs> <laughs> that's that fucking cool. So fun. Yeah. Damn. Yep. Fetch the bolt cutter. See, that's what we need, especially because like I'm high right now and my brain is firing in a beautiful way that mm-hmm. like the synapses are different colors and there's like twists and turns. It's more like Rainbow Road and Mario Kart inside my head right now. Oh. And a little less let's construct the structure of a building. You know, I'm usually right angles and right now I'm right swirls. Okay. So it's nice. And I need strain names that give me that kind of feeling that like reading a good book title makes me feel like. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know who else does a great fucking job with naming strains that are probably smoke a hell of a lot of weed? Ben and Jerry. Yo! Naming their ice cream flavors. Exactly. They're funny. They're meaningful. They're political. Yeah. They stick in your brain. Chunky Monkey. Cherry Garcia. Fuck, man. This makes me want to like grow my own and then come up with the name that I stand by. Yeah, there are some really... I like names like... All all the fruity names, I feel like they've kind of like nailed. Like gelato and tangy. Those are actually true. I mean, when you smoke tangy, it's like it it tastes like a fucking tangerine. Yes. You know? Or like wedding cake. I I guess I like the food weed names. They just appeal to me when it's like what it might taste like. You know, it's about the terpene profile and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But when it's like, you know... Papa John Bone is... Bone Crusher or whatever. It's like. I know. Yeah, you know? Uh, how about the name Papa John is unforgivable for what he did, but damn, that garlic sauce would go really nice if you're high like th- from this. Um, so the name of the strain would just be Garlic Sauce. That's a good strain name. That is a good strain name. There's garlic cookies. Really? Yep. Oh, shit. There's a garlic a series of garlic strains. Oh, man. I think garlic sauce is dope as hell. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's drippy too. It's sticky. Yeah. It's, it's like... It could be a live... Oh, man. I like garlic sauce. All right, TM coined. Got it. All right. Bet. Got it. Fuck yeah. Well, speaking of uh, a lot of the stories today, we have a couple people who are sharing their favorite strains and their favorite munchies again. Yeah, yeah. So that's a nice like segue into talking about what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, so this week, basically, we didn't get to all of our 420 stories on 420 with our wild tales of what you guys have been up to app. So we decided to just drop another one. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. We're no interview today. I don't even feel like getting to the news. What about a strain called set your oven for 400 degrees and then go out to the dispensary and buy your weed and then by the time you come back it'll be perfectly preheated for a Newman's own pizza I don't like your strain names Mike I think you're bad at it (laughs) (laughs) I'm just gonna go there high priestess uh high priestess as a strain name yeah Nope, I don't like it. I don't I don't like naming anything uh, like that's lofty and weird, you know? You want it to be connected to something. If you're going to name a strain something spiritual, then I don't know. Uh, it better be something like connected to something. High priestess just sounds snobby. I got it. Hold you know? the elevator? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm surprised people haven't named more strain names after positions. Sex positions? Or yoga positions or like fighting positions, you know? Yeah. Like full Nelson. That's a great one. Like why isn't there a full Nelson strain? That's fucking cool because it like wraps its arms around your mind and makes it stronger. Or like the happy baby. That's a great yoga pose. What's the happy baby pose? I mean, you can't name weed after babies, I guess. But oh, happy baby is great. It's where you lie on your back and you grab the outsides of your feet Mm -hmm. and kind of just pull them in towards you with your, um, so it kind of opens up your pelvis. Nice. You know, like if you see babies on their back in a crib. Yeah. It's a great feeling. It opens up your pelvis. It opens up kind of your whole genital area. So you can like, you know, air that shit out. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Happy baby sounds good. Yeah. Uh, I like, yeah, like reverse cowgirl. Okay. (laughs) Sure. It's probably it's probably uh it's probably like it's aspirational. Indica. Nobody does that. Reverse cowgirl? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Who? Uh people I see <laughs> on Chatterbait. People I see on OnlyFans. Okay. People I see on YouPorn, people I see on X Hamster, people I see on RedTube, mm-hmm. people I see in my imagination. Professionals. So you're talking about professionals. <laughs> I'm just talking about people that aren't in my life. People who are <laughs> like fit, flexible and probably do it for a living. Yeah. Yeah, great. 
So it's out there, though. Wait, is the reverse the one where they're facing away from you? Yeah, they're facing away from you, and then they're on top, and their butt is slapping into your pelvis okay. from above. I guess that's not that difficult. No, uh, I've I've achieved that in my in my years on yeah, Earth. Right? Uh-huh. It's really cool because sometimes <laughs> you can feel like the rhythm with somebody, and all you do, you're like, "I got you, girl," and you just like bend your knees a little bit so they can hold them like stirrups, oh. and that's like a fun little pommel horse of support. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's awesome. So there's always that fun moment where it's like, uh-oh, things are getting rocky. And then it's like, dink, dink. Oh, tips and tricks. I like that. Okay. I'm glad we got there. Bend at the knees. <laughs> I'm so glad we got there. All right. Let's get to the, some of these stories. Okay, Because my cheeks just got hot. Okay, okay cool. Um, listen, guys, you guys wrote in that we have so many stories, so many great stories. And some just shout outs and people saying like, here's what I like to eat. Here's, I just wanted to say hey. And the first person is our friend Julie, who's the CEO of La Vida Verde Brands. And we met Julie at a Stone Fox party at the Roosevelt Hotel when Lola Langusta was spinning poolside. Yo, shout out. Listen to that interview. Lola is really cool. Oh, my God. And Lola was like, you guys have to meet Julie. And Julie wrote in to just say... Uh, my coolest weed story is a year ago, I sponsored a party with the Stone Fox at the Roosevelt and met you two, and a friendship with Lola that I value a great deal came from that event. Shout out Julie, who's like on a farm somewhere with a St. Bernard puppy. No. Yeah. Is that what the IG is At sporting? State of Dance, yeah. There's a St. Bernard puppy on at State of Dance? Yep. Damn it. And uh, right. Julie's great. She also has like ducks that f- float in her sink. I'm not sure exactly what kind of life when she's living. When can we zoom with her? It looks ideal. Yeah. I actually want to go visit her on her farm. So. Okay. All right. All of it. But whenever we can. I've never met a person's duck. I don't know if I have either. I've met pigs, I've met horses, but I've never met a person's duck. My parents had a goose that lived uh, in the lake right behind their house named Albie. And my dad would um, like hang out with him and, you know, walk, kind of like walk along the lake with him. No. Yeah. Like they would pace the lake together. Yep. Albie thought? was like a well-known goose. There were a bunch of ducks. A well-known goose. Yeah, I he was a so well-known. Well, when he died, his death was covered in the local paper. Wow. Yeah. Albie. Albie the, the goose. And I will say my dad what also a cool fucking goose. took issue with a woman who one day he was like, she's so stupid because she didn't know. My dad was like, oh, did you see the goose? And she couldn't tell the difference between Albie, who was a goose and a bunch of ducks. And so he just wrote her off. <laughs> and that's a glimpse into who my dad was. If you couldn't tell the difference between a duck and a goose, you weren't worth his time they they're not worth anyone's time that is like they're very different yeah. oh that's a good strain name duck duck goose <gasps> oh my god okay i love it all right next, next one come on fucking yo sarah Albritton. oh homie i've been on her podcast sleeping with sarah sarah's very cool I like her quite a bit. Do you actually like put on jammies mm-hmm. on the pod? Yeah. I wore my pink robe in on top of her bed where we had her podcast. That's so fun. She's cool. And she's a really good comic too. So <laughs> sweet. So here is her story. So a couple months ago, I had too many edible gummies and I was at the comedy store and they kicked in immediately and I thought I was doing a decent job navigating the gummies. And then I was in the back by the kitchen with a friend and a couple more comics and we're talking and this guy I didn't know was standing there. So I introduced myself and I'm like, hey, I'm Sarah. And he shakes my hand and says, oh, I'm Joe. And I whisper to my friend and go, Joe who? 
and it was fucking Joe Rogan. I was so <laughs> stoned I didn't recognize that I had just met Joe Rogan. Arguably one of the most recognizable <laughs> men in Hollywood. Like Men in the world. In the world. At this point. Yeah, he's so, I don't listen to his podcast, and I don't know his comedy, and I never followed fighting, and I know exactly what that guy looks like. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would have to be so high these gummies are so good you won't recognize joe rogan (laughs) (laughs) wow those are some good powerful gummies (laughs) that's fucking great sarah that's a good story oh man that's a great fucking story um next up we have a friend of the pod and basic witch leah yeah who wrote in to say um oh wait a second wait oh did i lose it but Hang on, six, seven. Here we go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I went. I, I fucked up my page numbers. We have pages over here, guys. We have printouts. It's very official. It's very official. Also, speaking of Earth Day, you printed front and back yes. for each of these? Oh, yeah, I printed. Sorry, I shouldn't have printed anything. Oh, my God. I don't want to be on my computer doing a podcast. I didn't want to look at a screen, man. Yeah, but at least you did front and back with it. I did. And I'm a little too high, and it's confusing because I see five, seven, and I freak out. Like, where's page six? Yeah. But that's because a page has two sides, and we forget that. Yep, and I just totally proved that I didn't know which page was where but uh here we go from leah our friend leah wrote in uh when so the ask was tell us your favorite weed story or weird weed moment she says hmm should i tell you about the first time i smoked weed and watched porn with a group of 10 girls and guys and then i forever thought that every time i smoked i had to watch porn (laughs) or should i tell you about the time i was so high that i peed my pants while sitting on the toilet because i forgot to take them off no Or how about freshman year of college when the RA and cops came to my room to give me a minor in possession while I was smoking weed while studying for my Broadway musical midterm the next day? I ended up getting an A. Hell yeah. Or another time in college when I watched Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, high as fuck, and I had to run out of the room because it all felt too real. Or should I tell you about the time I smoked Snoop Dogg's joint right after he did? Fucking yo. What the fuck, Leah? Basically, (laughs) I love weed, and it's gotten me into a lot of sticky, icky situations, but it's always given me a good memory laugh and brought me together with my pals. Weed and Grub 420 forever. Yo, Leah. Leah, you're a real one. Yeah, those are some crazy fucking stories. Hell yeah. A Broadway musical midterm? Uh, Getting an A while high. Getting an A on what? That's it. Broadway musicals? Yeah. What a cool class. Absolutely. Damn. You know there's like musical theater programs that you have to study for to graduate from. Uh, yeah. It's a whole thing, I, Mike. I know. I, I'm saying it <laughs> sounds cool. There's a whole world out there where people sing and they got A's. <laughs> Congratulations on your A and your fucking amazing podcast and great, beautiful life and career and everything, Leah. Also, just saying. Miss you. Love you. Oh, man. Listen to Basic Witches. I'm going to... Uh, could we do Val? Yeah. Let's do Val. Okay. Um, Can I, I'll give a little backstory to Val. Okay. So Val is somebody I met through Second City Chicago at the 24 Hours Letter to Santa charity event, where it's 24 hours of improv, interviews, music, and all the money raised goes to finding kids who wrote letters to Santa in Chicago and then buying all the things on their list for the underprivileged and people in poverty. And then you show up to their door on Christmas Day and give them all the toys that they wrote to Santa for. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. And so Val was a producer of that and we hit it off. And then we were here and it's because she made a movie called 
get Paul Giamatti in the wax museum, goddammit. <laughs> and it's a whole documentary about how snubbed Paul Giamatti has been because he's not in a wax museum. And as it turns out, they ran into Paul Giamatti on the last day of filming, told him about it, and he's like, I'd love to be in this. So fucking Paul Giamatti is in their wax museum movie about Paul Giamatti getting in a wax museum. That is some John Malkovich fucking shit. Fucking cool. From being John Malkovich, if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> get inside my head and then end up on an overpass, baby. Twist your brain. That's amazing. Yeah. Being uh, John Malkovich, great strain name. Yeah. Love it. That would be a great strain name. I bet he, sm- I bet he smokes weed, low key. He blows it out his nose. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know what he's I mean? He's French about it. He's so French about he's it. He's very French. He picks it up and as he's about to say something, he puffs it out his nose mm-hmm. and then makes a point. Yep. While staring off into the distance, and then he likes brings his eyes back to rest on you, and then he says nothing. <laughs> That's how John Milkovich smokes weed, <laughs> and he doesn't hand you the joint. No, he just keeps talking, <laughs> or just looking, looking. at you. Yeah. Oh man. Mm-hmm. All right. What up, Val? All right, Val. Val says I baked brownies and brought them into school one day in ninth grade. A kid who liked to talk about smoking weed a lot eats one and asks if they're special brownies. I say yes, like a hero. He spends the full school day acting like he was tripping. According to my friend, who finally told him they weren't weed brownies on the bus, upon learning the truth, he yelled, That bitch! (laughs) Great day. (laughs) Val's been fucking with people since she was in ninth grade. Yeah! I love that. I love that. That's awesome. (laughs) That bitch. Oh, I'm mad at her because I'm a liar. Everyone knew that kid, too. I mean, you know, in some cases i feel like i kind of was that kid would you act a little bit more whacked out than you were Hmm, no i didn't do that like i never pretended that i was tripping when i wasn't tripping or anything but i remember i had a very dramatic fall at a party when i was about 16 and i was dating a guy who was a lot older i just moved to montreal i was feeling insecure and i was at a party and like someone kind of nudged me when i was sitting on that arm of a sofa and i like fell off dramatically and then had like a big meltdown about it. And he was like, you're fine. And I was like, I'm not fine. And, um, you know? Yeah. What was the impetus for needing that type of attention around strangers? I was a young girl in a room full of a lot older. I mean, I was like 16, 17, and they were all like in their 20s. Yeah, that's older. That's That's a shift. It was a big shift. And I think I just also needed him to pay attention to me specifically. Like I felt... I felt very detached from, you know, my safety and I yeah. needed him to make me feel safe. And so I like played the wounded bird, like wounded wing and hopped around until he was like, fine, let's go. Um, I get it. I yeah. totally get Manipulative it. Manipulative as hell. Yeah. But also coming from a place of like hurt fear. Yeah. So it's not like you're Just manipulating someone to like need to get something malicious. It was yeah. like. I'm hurting here on the inside. Yeah, like maybe that kid who was acting like he tripped, was tripping, needed someone to just pay attention to him. No, I like it better the <laughs> other way. I like okay. because he yelled that bitch, and that's yeah. like fuck you. Yeah. That's so funny. He was just trying to be cool. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 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 oh, Scott Hicks. Okay. Speaking of like, oh my gosh. Okay. Man. Yo, this Let's one is really it. good. At Solus Gorm. Um, I'm just going to preface it because there might be some sensitive tums uh-huh. in the room. But basically, he got so stoned in Santa Barbara, California. 
and he smelled this like tomato plant in the middle of summer and then he got so hungry from that that he decided to make Lorna Dune Lorna Dune shortbread cookies and mix them with salmon cream cheese as a fantastic snack. This dude was so stoned. He mixed Lorna Dune cookies with salmon cream cheese and then he was unfortunately loving it and he got so high that he ate the whole box of Lorna Dunes, scooped out the whole tub of salmon cream cheese and then ate a long sub sandwich and then possibly a slice of pizza not sure and then he got mad sick and we will end the story there wait you didn't preface it you paraphrased it what's that's the same (laughs) same thing i thought you were gonna preface the story and then tell the story is it preface no but you paraphrase no prefacing is like setting it up by saying something ahead of the story and paraphrasing is taking the whole story and shortening it which did i do (laughs) i did both did I do both? You kind of did both. I think I nailed a, para- pre- a paraphrase. You prefaced it. <laughs> a parasis. Yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. I paraphrased. You fucking got it. You nailed it. I think that I- was also, yes, thank you for prefacing because paraphrasing. It, as reading the note that he wrote in, the, like his description of the actual like aftermath is pretty fucking gross. And it's I gruesome. don't want to hear it on the air. So yeah, I'm going to end it on the joyous occasion where you find Lorna doing dune cookies and salmon cream cheese and just have a moment of like, oh fuck, did I find something I love? Yeah, this is the most delicious combination I've ever had. Yeah. Also, I don't know why that made me think of it, but we got super fucking high on um, 420 and made tacos with Harry Mack. And we can talk about that maybe to wrap up the, I don't even know. Yeah, we can plug it later as we drop shit. But one of the moments that I had where I was like, oh God, I'm so fucking high was when we were packing up all of the food that we had cooked and kind of the dishes from the day. And I took like five minutes to put one spoonful of hummus (laughs) into a tiny little Tupperware. Like it was a spoonful. It was a spoonful. And then I wrapped it very carefully. And then I looked at it and I was like, Oh, this is the highest thing I've done all day because this is, it's not even a leftover. Like it was the scraping of a bowl and I put it into a tiny tub, tiny Tupperware and I fucking saran wrapped that shit and I like carefully placed it in the fridge and then I was like, oh, I'm so stoned and this is, this is like, yeah, visual proof. And then I opened the fridge and I was like, oh, Mike, I have your most stoned moment too. And you were like, what? And I was like, well, look. And I took out the red pepper flakes. Oh, yeah. That you had carefully refrigerated when you were done with them. Yeah, I fridged those red peps. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That was pretty funny. I was pretty embarrassed. I was like, oh, man, I am high. That is some high cooking. Anyway, (laughs) I was making the most of the hummus, which was, you know, worth preserving. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. Okay. What's next? We got uh, Rachel. Oh, here. Oh, speaking of great strain names. Yeah, favorite strain. Uh, Girl Scout cookies. Shout out GSC. Uh, And Rachel says, using the trim from the scouts we grow at home to make butter for tomorrow, which would have been for 420. For 420. Mm, Let us know how that was. Yeah, growing your own Girl Scout cookies Mm -hmm. and then using the whole plant for different mediums. That's the way to do it, man. Fucking yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. Girl Scout cookies, I really like it too. Yeah. Right? It's a delicious one. Mm -hmm. They had to change the name. They can't go by Girl Scout. It's all GSC now now when you buy it in the dispensary well um, i hope that the girl scout i hope girl scouts folds wow so we can have the name it's a useful organization you know is it yeah boy scouts isn't isn't it tied together uh i actually think they might be kind of separate i think the boy scouts of america is its own thing it is mm-hmm. okay good then girl scouts forever i don't know how related they are yeah i think girl scouts are not as problematic 
Definitely not. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I don't actually know that because I never was a Girl Scout, but I don't have friends who were Girl Scouts who were like scarred by it or anything. Yeah. So, but I don't know. If anyone out there was a Girl Scout and fucking hated it and has someone to put on blast because of it, please let us know. I would actually love to know that. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I think it's one thing to be like, oh, their cookies are the best. But as an organization, how are how are you? How are you? And should you have to give up your name to the weed because it's better than yeah. your organization? Good fucking question. All right. Who's What's next? next? Casey. Yeah. Oh, uh, let me skim this. Um, oh, this is. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this came with a recording that we can't play. <laughs> we can't play the recording. We uh, we talked to our friend and we were like, we can't really play this recording. But we do have a recording and it's really funny. And it's of Casey who said the first time I tried an edible. Yo, y'all. Edibles, man. Low and slow, low please. And slow. Everybody. Dear God. Always. They should teach that in school. Like yeah. They need to teach like how to put in a tampon, how to put on a condom, what it means to have sex without either of those in pregnancy. How to balance a checkbook. How to balance a checkbook, how taxes. To, how to scramble an egg. Yeah. And like low and slow with edibles. Yep. <laughs> That's our high school curriculum. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> also, yeah. How to fold a fitted sheet. Yes. That would be high on my fucking list because I still can't do that and I have like graduate and postgraduate training. <laughs> So, what's up, Casey? So, Casey took an edible and ate it alone in her apartment in the middle of a Tuesday afternoon and got so high that they had a violent panic attack and called 911 on themselves. Uh, They live right around the corner from the hospital, but an ambulance and eight paramedics showed up to escort me because I was crying so hard. The best part is attached is this recording of the call I placed. It is hilarious. And it is hilarious. So thank you for sharing that recording with us, Casey. It's it's the panic is real. Yo. Like, hi. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it's basically so you I'm called calling the cops this on yourself. myself because I ingested an illegal substance. Yep. Yeah. I uh, was dating very briefly a guy who lived in San Francisco who called the cops on himself and he had a grow, a home grow. Oh, no. And it was one of those dumbass. It was like grow no. full on fucking 20 years ago when people still had dial up. And however it was, there was a code for he was a university professor. And when he did the internet fucking thing or whatever, there was some switchboard where he had to dial the code to get into his university switchboard. And it was like nine, and then the switchboard was one one. However the fuck it worked. What a nightmare of a choice. Internet dial up, called the cops. Yeah. (laughs) They arrived at his house. And he was like, oh, no, it was just my internet, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, no, when you call 911, we have to come in. We have to make sure that there was no one calling from inside no. the house who was maybe, you know, tied to a fucking radiator or something. Oh, oh. That's in that actually case, the rule. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in for it now. At first, I thought it was malicious trickery. No, no. If you call 911, if 911 is called, they mm-hmm. come and they have to check the house because, you know, bad okay. shit could be going on. And Bet. so they came in and they, <laughs> they found his, like, six plants in his closet. Ugh. And uh, yeah, I think he actually did get in trouble for it, even yeah. though it was San Francisco and it was like 2000. He, I think he got busted. Damn. Yeah. That's an icy one. He also wet the bed when we slept together, so. Oh, no. You know. Peace out, dude. <laughs> Sorry yep. about you. Yep. Um, okay, next is Mitch, my friend Mitch from Michigan. Uh, what's up, Mitch? Mitch says, when I first moved to Chicago when I was 18, me and three friends each rolled up a celebration blunt and walked down the bird sanctuary path down to Lake Michigan. Thinking it's we such would a good be- path. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, I don't know Chicago. So it's like, that's like a good, safe path to go smoke a joint in the words of you it's beautiful it's beautiful oh you're making fun of me for saying beautiful no i'm using it to say that something's beautiful but i don't want to take your slang uh 
Okay. <laughs> it's I, You can also say things are beautiful. I know, but you say it so much that I don't want you to think that I'm like stealing oh, your language. That's my catchphrase? Yeah. It's beautiful? Maybe, because you say it a lot and you're usually right. Oh. Wow, I feel, I feel like I need to find some new words, though. Or... You're okay with me saying things are beautiful all the I time. I love it. I'm trying you to do. give you credit because I think you've coined it in my head. Oh, okay. That's lovely. Okay, yeah. good. I was getting, I was paranoid for a second. Okay. <laughs> so this beautiful bird sanctuary path down to Lake Michigan, Mitch and three friends were walking along, rolling up a celebration blunt, thinking we would be safe, he writes, because cars shouldn't even drive down there and it was nighttime. And we're halfway into the blunts and then a cop car pulls up and we're afraid as fuck, hiding in shit. And then we hear girls laughing and the cops yell get out of here kids so i guess that's where chicago cops have sex while they are on the clock oh my god <laughs> booyah <laughs> put them on blast damn thanks bitch um hell yeah that's wild and i guess that is really something that happens huh cops go fuck if i was a cop i would definitely fuck the person i'm seeing in my cop car no you don't think that would be hot no Probably. I mean, there's a lot of contraptions and shit in the way. Listen, sex like if you're cars, off duty. No, sex and cars is just bullshit. Always. Head. What? Roadhead. How fun is roadhead? As a dude. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Let's move on. Hold on. I want to talk about sex and cars. You really? I don't want to talk about sex and cars because it's not good. Yeah, it's that's maybe true. fun for guys, but for girls, it's very like, I mean, unless you've been like, you know, thrown on the hood of a car at some overlook and had some like wonderful fucking experience where someone's gone down on you as the sun sets like that to me sounds great. But that's for mostly it's been like my head smushed into the fucking, you know, door handle uh-huh. while some like inexperienced guy is just trying. And yeah. that's not great. It's funny to picture your face like the hand in the Titanic window. But instead, it's just the side of your face being like, ow, ow. ow also, ow. we saw that Titanic car that Rose and Jack fuck in when we visited uh, Anastasia Oh, in Anastasia Vegas. Sin, yeah. Yeah. And that is a big fucking car with a lot of room in it. It is. That's not like having sex in like, you know, a Ford Fusion, which is like <laughs> not going to be great. Yeah. That's a very good point. Nobody who owns a Mini Cooper is like... Time to fuck. Yeah, I mean, even like go like where are you gonna where are you gonna have the oral sex? That's really great. Are I, you in the driver's seat? Mm, I told in you about the, the time seat? when we pulled over on a road trip to a wedding, my girlfriend and I, and uh, we she was on passenger side and the car seat was down, mm-hmm. and so we had sex on her seat, me on top of her, and it was getting really really like sexy and hot because we were on the side of the road and cars were zooming past, mm-hmm. and a cop came up and knocked on the door and like caught us and asked for our license, ran our plates, did everything while like I'm zipping my pants up with a condom on my fucking dick. And like, we're just sitting there panicked, but it's still hot as fuck. (laughs) And then he just like gave us our licenses back and goes, go to a rest stop. Yeah. I said that on here, I think before. I feel like I've heard that story. Yeah. Crazy. Go to a rest stop. Yeah. Different times. Yeah. But hey, cops fuck at bird sanctuaries. Cops fuck at rest stops. I don't know. Yeah. I think that cops shouldn't fuck while they're on duty, but that's just me. You get your cop car when you're not on duty, right? It's yours. Uh, No, I think you have to like sign it out from the state. I don't fucking know. I'm totally talking out of turn. I have no idea. But I don't think they drive them home. I think they have their own car. I see. Like if you're in a cop car, it's because you're on duty. Got it. Right? I would assume you're right. Yeah. Okay, then fuck these cops. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, cool. Who's next? <laughs> um, Alex, uh, another, uh, oh, oh, a snack. Okay, so Mint Milano cookies, Girl Scout, mm-hmm. shout out. Mint Milano cookies, smother, oh no, they're not Girl Scout cookies, are they? 
A mint Milano? Yeah. No, it's a real cookie. It's a... It's like like a Pepperidge Farm situation, right? Yes, yes, yes. With a thin, beautiful layer of chocolate between two crisp, wafer-like, airy cookies. Oh, buttery. It's super buttery. Okay, I know what that is. Okay, Okay, so Alex says, mint Milano cookies smothered in Nutella. Discovered before I started smoking, not high me, was looking out for high me all along. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. I love that. That's a great, great, great stoner snack. We'll be trying... Mint chocolate with hazelnut and that buttery cookie th- situation. Yeah. I mean, Jordan had the um, Tate's chocolate chip cookies with a cream cheese center. Fucking delicious. Thin, <laughs> thin Tate. All, I'm adding this. I'm adding this. It's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Man, mint Milano's. All right. Bout it. Oh, the next person. Speaking, there's a lot of food in this one. I love it so I much. I love it. Um, uh, our dear, dear friend, Ryan Howard. Yes. Yeah. He's a homie. Uh, if you've ever seen First High, when we did those for Civilized that I hosted, Ryan and I co-created that together. Like, we've made some cool shit. He's a good friend. Yeah. Um, drunk versus Stone, Drunk man. versus Stone you for the chive. You guys were so fun. Yeah. And his story is so fucking good. Um, he was like, so when I started going down the path of culinary wisdom, I wanted to recreate this delicious garlic and goat cheese dip I ate at a party so i got the recipe went shopping huge deal it was a lot so i got home and i started chopping the garlic and i'd never done it so i was going really slow with the chopping and the recipe called for so much garlic so i felt like i was chopping all day and then i finally added it to the cheese did the whole food processor whipped up a batch and then i tried it and it tasted like my mouth caught fucking fire Long story short, I didn't know the difference between a clove of garlic and a head of garlic, so I put in three heads of garlic into this tiny-ass recipe. (laughs) I I tried to save it by churning in a bunch of chickpeas, but man, that shit just turned out as a loss. Three bulbs of garlic in one batch of hummus would i mean i feel like that would make you sick like you've never cut before you're not you're not very confident with a knife and you're going through that sounds just i mean three garlics yeah that's so much garlic speaking of his favorite strain is blue dream he's the one i usually smoke it with yeah yeah it's such a good uh it's classic it's yeah. such a classic. Are you okay over there? I'm moving You're around. Real I'm twitchy. High. I know. I'm sorry. I'm twitching a lot. I'm fucking high. My, I don't like like I don't. I don't know. My skin is like itchy, dry mm. because of the weather or because I don't move my body enough and drink water. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, it's everything's fault but my own. Um, and so I feel like the earth is like I'm. My skin is in battle with the air. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Know what I mean? Yep. So sorry, I'm twitching up. No, it's okay. <laughs> I just needed to ask because there was like a big thing happening over I there, and I was like, "Are you okay? Do we need to pause?" No, no we're good. Okay. It was like a fucking. It was like a spider. I did. Yeah. I know I looked like a fucking crazy spider. Yeah, it was a weird move. Sorry okay. about that. No, it's good. I just, I just need to make sure that you're still human. But there, there you are, okay. Mike. Okay, hi, um, Eddie. Oh shit! Can I do this one? Yes. Because Eddie's another great friend. He helps me produce glazed. And he sent in an amazing recipe, unlike Ryan. I love how these are all back-to-back. These are just naturally, we started talking about cops, and then there's a cop one. God mm-hmm. damn, we're in the flow. Yeah. Eddie has Crohn's disease, and so he makes a lot of chocolate at home, mm-hmm. and he makes a lot of homemade raw chocolate at home. So he sent in a recipe for Eddie's perfect homemade raw chocolate. And I've seen the pictures on his Instagram. I am Eddie Firth, and I've seen him in person, and I've tried it, and it's fucking delicious. I don't want to read the whole recipe because it's a lot of reading, but... But I will say, if you have raw cocoa butter, 
raw cocoa powder, maple syrup, vanilla extract, cinnamon, and a little bit of salt, and a double boiler, you are in for a fucking treat. Put it in the fridge till hard. Don't let any water get in the chocolate. There you go. And this is vegan, and as far as I can tell, also gluten-free. Yes. And if you added weed to the cocoa butter, yeah. then you would have the perfect vegan and gluten-free raw cocoa edibles. Holy shit. Yeah. Which, I have to say, I have a friend in New York who's making those right now, and she's like doing Green Angel deliveries where she's like biking around and dropping them off at friends' houses. Fucking A. Fucking so, A. Raw chocolate from Eddie. Uh, we should put that in the show notes or something. Let's or... put it in the show notes and I'll mm. add a little weed extract, extract, or asterisk, extract, asterisk. Yeah. Oh, fuck, what am I saying? I don't know. Extract, <laughs> a weed extract, asterisk. Okay. Sure. Did I say it right? Uh, yes. Okay. Asterisk? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you can do the um, cacao butter, cacao in uh, the magical <laughs> butter machine too, or, or any like home infuser. Hell yeah. Um, okay. Nice one, Eddie. Nice. Eddie's How much time best. have we done? We've done uh, currently like 35. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to keep smoking then. Cool. Um, the next one is from our friend Ben. Ben is like fucking family. I met Ben when I moved to LA. We lived together for a little while. We smoked a lot of weed on the couch. I watched The Leftovers and cried. Um, we were, you know, both going through it. And, uh, you ben, said that's a good one to watch right now. Oh, my God. I mean, it might be too much. It might be too much. But it was, yeah, it's a great fucking show. And Ben wrote when we were like, what's your weeds right? This is, okay. I'm going to paraphrase as well. Pre- you might preface. want to preface it. I'll preface it and then I'll paraphrase it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit because he's a writer and a filmmaker. And so it's you know, like a page and a half. But basically, Ben says... Uh, 1990s Chicago. My world was big enough and pot was everywhere I went, wherever I lived. So he's going to this bar called the Gold Star, which is a big room with a high, ornate Art Deco ceiling. He would go and he would always have an old style beer. Do you know that beer from Chicago? Absolutely. I can picture it. I used to have a t-shirt that said old style with a bear sliding into first base. Yeah, he yeah. says it's like the between Tecate and Bud Light in the pecking order of American brewery products. Oh, he nailed it. Nice. So he's having an old style at this Gold Star bar. He gazes around. I saw a small, determined, older woman holding a basket, moving quickly between everyone in the bar. Short exchanges, reaching into her basket, moving on to the next person. That's the muffin lady. You should grab one, the bartender says, raising his brow. I had to try a muffin. When she arrived at me, she held one up. Five dollars. For a muffin? I like muffins, and I love surprise food, but five bucks? And the bartender says, it's a magic muffin. They are awesome. Get one. So he's like, oh, fuck. So he, he grabs it, pays five bucks. I decided to eat it at a later date, he says. An hour later, <laughs> I was eating the last of it. Oh, that's funny. Licking the wax paper bottom and cellophane for any crumbs. I deserved it and I was bored. I waited for a bit after 30 minutes to an hour, but I felt nothing extraordinary. So I decided to go out. Riding the train downtown, I would check my P.O. box. Wow, a P.O. box. That's fucking old school. So as the train moved, colors started to ripple and flare. Finally, a little fun. But still underwhelmed by the muffin's potency, I stared out the window at the tunnel wall as the L submerged onto the subway tracks. So then he gets to the post office box, or the post office, and he writes this like beautiful description of the post office. A large place, large hallways, safe. I walked up and down, starting to feel a total body high. I was relaxed. He's just walking the post <laughs> office. Walking around the post office. <laughs> After a few laps up and down the halls, I realized I may be just slightly too high to actually find my box. I knew the numbers and could see numbers on the boxes, but 
I couldn't figure it out. It wasn't functioning. So I approached the desk and explained to the postal worker that I was looking for my P.O. box, but I'd able to find it. The postal worker stared at me blankly. I repeated my trouble and added that I was very sorry, but not feeling myself and could use some help. The face said to me, sir, this is the Holiday Inn (laughs) and sweets. The post office is across the street. I nodded in recognition and managed to find the exit. I decided the post office was not in the cards for the day. I cut my <laughs> losses and rode the train back home. Don't ever underestimate the power of the muffin lady. <laughs> Fuck. Thanks, Ben. Man, that's oh. one of my favorite things I've hit, I've ever heard. I. It's just, I mean. Oh, that's so funny. I love that he, like, he is such a weed warrior he has such a heroic tolerance for high doses he never melted down right like he enjoyed the whole thing yeah he was in it he didn't get like i've had really intense experiences where i've had too much and i've had to like you know had someone like lead me to a dark room where i sit quietly but ben is just in the flow no matter how much is in his system yeah i love that he'll always come out the other side Mm -hmm. and you always do that's the thing you always do you'll always be okay you'll always find your p.o box yep (laughs) man that's so funny oh yeah he's such a good dude yeah i used to like we used to hang out and he would get super baked and just noodle on his guitar for hours and i would sit and listen it was fucking great man yeah damn it ben love you ben hey facetime with us please yeah i'll email you okay i'll text you all right i'll facetime with him what's next bradley bogus oh shit homie good friend of the pod and life yep just a good person to know do I read this one? Yes. Oh, it's green. Yep. You even color coordinated I co- these. Yeah. It's, you, you knew. Know, I you went, knew. I went for it. Man. All right, Brad Bogus. What up, homie? Oh. Oh, I love this. Look, just read it out loud. I got to read it in my head so that the words work. <laughs> so you can paraphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I planted my first cannabis plant from seed. One year ago today, he says. Oh, you read it. Okay. One year ago today, on 4-20-2019, I planted my first cannabis plant from seed. She grew into a mighty plant, and I named her Lady Mary. I harvested her buds and kept them in large glass jars, smoking from them sparingly. Then the pandemic happened. Little did I know when I planted her that I would be able to lean on the supply I harvested from her on 4-20, the year prior, to smoke all the weed I needed during a global crisis. And she's perfect for the anxiety of the moment. What's the lesson here? Grow your own weed, kids. Fucking Brad Bogus. Yeah. Man. Sorry to steal your story. I'm so glad you did. You gave it the justice I wouldn't have. Oh, I just wanted to point. Yeah, he's, he was like, a year ago on 420, I planted these seeds, and now I'm smoking it, and it's what I need during this pandemic. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Damn. Grow your own kids. Yeah. yeah. I am. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to. ASAP. I just, we just chatted with, or I just chatted with Danny Danko for an article that I'm writing about home grow, and it was a great fucking conversation. And you just like, you know, gave me the sort of like little jog that I needed, I think, to get started. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if you're not good at it at first, you learn by doing. So nobody's good at anything at first. Yeah. Oh, I made it. I had a good metaphor for you about that. What was it? I said something to you, and I was like, oh, I'm going to like try and use that again. Oh, there's a chopper outside. Um, I don't know. I said like, oh, it's like thinking you're good at tennis and then trying to play Serena Williams. Oh, yeah. Because I was coming out hot saying that I I would like dominate something. Yeah. (laughs) And you were like, that's like saying you would beat Serena Williams your first time Uh because you know how to hold a racket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was about, I remember what it was about now. 
Uh, I think it was about uh, going to the Edinburgh Fringe, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'd sell out every show. I would do this. I would do that. And you're like, nah, son. <laughs> Love your confidence. It's going to be a hard fall. <laughs> okay. Next story. Next one is from uh, Crab the Sebastian, which is a cool IG handle. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is um, another one I want to paraphrase because it's, uh, man... People just get so high. Yeah. Man, oh man. This is a, yeah. So basically, it was his first 420 ever, and he was invited on a cruise to smoke with friends, and he was 17, and he remembers being picked up by her and two of her preppy school friends, so instantly intimidated, and they were driving around, and they got to this beautiful place, and they, at that point, he had never hit a bong. So when the rotation got to him, he took the biggest, rankest, most yellow rip ever for the rest of his life, filled to the lungs and his lungs instantly said nope and he coughed in front of these three beautiful girls they let him have his fit they continued the rotation as they were smoking he couldn't help it he felt nauseous long story short he puked everywhere and Uh. it was just like god and it was right in front of those girls and it was his first 420 and he's only 17 years old and the girls to their um credit like played it like a no big deal kind of a thing, like uh-huh. a no big deal card. Um, but he knew they were upset, so they dropped him off at home, and he went to his room and just dove into the existence of him and how he would emotionally recover from such a traumatic experience. You sound like you're doing all right now, man. Yeah, and you know, let that be the lesson that you shouldn't ever try to impress anyone with your weed intake when you're a newbie. I did that the first time I hit a gravity bong. Yeah, cheese it's all over the yard. Oh, gross. It's such a drag. It's a drag. It's a real fucking drag, and that's why people have a negative uh, impression of weed a lot of the time. Is because, and we've talked about this on here so much. Like, don't try feel like don't feel like you have to try to keep up with someone who has a super fucking high tolerance. Like, I've been smoking for years for half my life for more than half my life and i've never gotten to the place where i can like ingest a hundred milligram edible and feel okay you know i've ingested a hundred milligram edible and i've been totally fine afterwards but it doesn't mean that i've had like a fun time while it's in my system agreed you know i think the future you make me think of the future and what the future will hold for um weed Mm -hmm. and how you know how you walk around anywhere even the outside of a chili's and you'll see puke and you know that's like Drunk puke. Yeah. You know the drunk puke. Yeah. Same thing with weed. Uh-huh. And except drunk puke, now we laugh and we like step around it and we're uh-huh. like, oh, dude, that's so gross. But it's kind of like blase, blase. Uh-huh. Like maybe we'll get to the point where weed puke is blase because it's going to happen no matter what. Or maybe we'll get to the point where there is no weed puke because people don't feel the need to do giant bong rips and they can just like have a toke and then be like, I'm good. That's a more beautiful future. More responsible weed use because it's not illegal and people don't feel the need to like go hard. Damn, yo. You know? Yeah. Reasonable weed. Are you Mother Earth? At all times. I might be. You feel like you're Mother Earth right now. Yeah, I'm feeling... Your present flow. I'm feeling kind of witchy. Damn right. Um, We've got Kristen up next. Can I say Kristen's story? Because it's one of my favorites. It's awesome. Kristen... Can you plug who she is? Uh, Can you plug who she is? I will Because I met her through you. Okay. Yeah. So you do the story? Yeah. Great. Kristen Lundberg is an amazing stand-up comedian who does something that no other comedians are doing, I would say in the world. She plays violin, and she has these weird, crazy one-liners while she does it, and her day job is an ice sculptor. So one time at Glaze, she created and chainsawed an entire ice sculpture of a bong out of a pot leaf, and after the show, we all came outside, and she finished it with a chainsaw, and then we all took huge rips out of a fucking bong sculpture. Yeah. She's cool. Yeah, she's hella fucking cool. Fucking Kristen. Yeah. 
I smoked out of the fucking bong. It was great. Yeah. Smoking out of ice is cool. <laughs> have you ever smoked out of a... Well, I, did you have snow in St. Louis? Yeah, tons. Did yeah. you ever smoke out of a snowbank? I've never heard of that. What are you talking about? You can actually like... If you get that snow that sticks together, you know, where you can like really good snowball snow, you can actually pack down a snowbank and then just like make a pipe like you would with an apple or any sort of like because it connects from the top yep. through the mouth and you just make a chamber and you poke one hole and then you poke another hole for the fucking you know carb and uh-huh. then you can put your weed in the top and then smoke out of the snow that's so fucking amazing yeah it's a very wow. canadian way to smoke weed <laughs> well it's like a reverse bong yeah it's like a reverse super reverse frozen bong yes that's amazing. Exactly. Cool. So Kristen says, I was living in Cincinnati and I wanted to put on a garage sale on 420. So I set it all up and then I ate an edible. People started giving me business and I panicked because I couldn't <laughs> do simple math. So I went upstairs to escape. Hours went by and I went downstairs to the yard to check on my shit and it was mostly gone. My neighbor walked over and gave me 50 bucks. She sold all my stuff for me. So I got high as fuck and made money and didn't have to do any work. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds, uh, I don't know if it sounds ideal, but you've got a nice fucking neighbor. That is ideal. You do nothing but get high and chill and money comes your way. Yeah, I like getting high and doing shit though. Agreed. Yeah. But I, I feel but they're on the math this, tip. This, yeah. Hell yes. Yo, numbers uh, do not agree with me. I don't like anything where I have to, yeah, like I, wa- I want to listen and observe and kind of chill and laugh, but I don't want to have to like, yeah, do any equations. I can't write when I'm super baked. I can see you at a garage sale as the person selling it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, how much is this? And you pick it up and you're like, Oh, I remember this. <laughs> That's a hundred percent. I wouldn't sell a fucking thing. I'd be like, why are you taking all of my stuff? Yeah, I think I kind of want to keep this. Actually, this is from when I was in fifth grade, and this girl named Samantha. And yeah. you would tell a whole tale while I'm standing there, like, so is it? I would absolutely have a story. And if Gary V showed up, I would make him feel so uncomfortable because I would be like, you are predatory, and you are trying to steal people's memories and then sell them on eBay. I don't like it. Preach on that. Hand me back my thing. Get out of here, Gary. Preach on that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Can I read another story? Yeah. From one of the sweetest people in the world, Bailey. Yeah. Bailey writes, uh, made these gummies today, about 15 milligrams each, and they hit hard with lemon juice, cherries, and grass-fed gelatin because, you know, sustainable and regenerative farm regenerative farming is bay and a bunch of honey used a thc tincture i found called green revolution that is most deaf the best one i've tried quarantine therapy gummies are my new normal that's awesome yeah the I like picture that he sent of them are sexy they're on his ig they're fucking sexy they're fucking sexy we'll tag them when we post about this episode and you can go look at those gummies damn a thc tincture that's the way that is the fucking way lemon juice cherries grass for gelatin is this what number is it? Eleven. So we're on twelve. Yeah, we're on twelve. Okay. We've got. I don't know how 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 far you want to go. Oh man, we're never gonna get through these. Yeah. There's no way. Okay. All right. Yeah. Do you want to just do one more? Let's do one more. Jessica, writes. My first time in Denver to experience recreational dispensaries, my girlfriend and I got really high, loaded up on snacks, and got back in our rental car to head to our hotel room and have the ultimate high time snack sesh. Our key didn't start the car, and we were really confused. Then we realized we were in the wrong car. (laughs) It was a car that was the same color, make, and model as our rental, and apparently the doors were unlocked. So we ran out of the car and hopped into ours, but then once we drove away, we realized we'd left all of our snacks in the car, so we drove back, realized we'd locked the door, 
and then had to break into the car we had mistaken for ours to retrieve our snacks. <laughs> Fuck. The best part was there was a homeless dude lounging on the sidewalk watching the entire time, and I told him, hey, I'm not stealing this car. I'm only breaking in for my snacks. And his response was, hey, you got to do what you got to do for snacks. <laughs> Can you paraphrase that one so I can follow it? Oh, so Jessica and her friend got super high, bought all the stuff, came out, got in what they thought was their car and tried to drive away, uh-huh. but realized it wasn't their car. It was just, it just looked like their car. And it was unlocked and everything. And it was unlocked. And so then they were like, oh, fuck. So they got out of that car and they got into the correct car and drove away, but then realized they had left everything in the initial car. All the snacks car. in the car. And then they just come back and break into that car. And then the homeless dude yelled hey you got to do what you got to do for snacks yes how high are you (laughs) it's just what i said (laughs) i think i'm smoking earmuffs is that a good strain name or maybe i don't know did i tell it wrong no i'm just having trouble okay me too dude i'm fucking high yeah yeah and so like i'm imagining them in the car Mm -hmm. and then my brain goes to a place where i'm like oh i wonder what song they were gonna listen to oh my god and then i start (laughs) gonna listen to the story i'm so sorry no it's okay man that's a fucking crazy story yeah it is (laughs) (laughs) jessica yeah that's amazing yeah i I, I have you ever gotten in the wrong car? It's an insane feeling. Um, I don't think so. Have you ever forgotten anything at somebody's place and needed to go back and get it? Mm-mm. Oof, you've never forgotten anything mm. in your life. No, I don't like. That's one of the things. Is like that I'm a good I'm a good tripper and a good traveler. Yeah, like I always know where shit is. I don't lose my key. I'd like fucking touch a million pieces of wood right now, but I don't lose things. I don't lose my keys. I don't lose my wallet. I don't lose my phone. I don't lose my friends. I always know where everything is. I always know which way is north. I always know what time it is. So even if I'm a fucking emotional wreck, edible edible galore, or whatever the fuck it is that's going on, I know how to get places, and I have everything with me all fuck the time. Yes, and I usually have snacks. Fuck yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh. You might not have gone to Girl Scouts, but you are 100% a Girl Scout. I started like, yeah, like I learned young how to like pack for a trip. And I don't just mean like to travel. (laughs) Like I've always known. Like if I need to like get out of town right away, I know how to get out of town. Or also I just know how to like trip. Like I know how to be high. Oh. That's what I'm saying. I see. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, like I always have like lip balm and Kleenex and usually a cheese stick and I know, you know, a place to go where there's cool music and yeah, I'm fun to trip with. You're fucking cool, Mary Jane. Thanks. Damn. Hey, wait, when did this come out? This, Monday? This hasn't come out yet. It's coming <laughs> no. out tomorrow. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mike! Oh no. <sighs> no, Um, I was going to give you props for something, but I can't remember if we talked about it on Monday. <laughs> You don't need to give me props for anything. I just gave myself mad props. I was really cool. You're in Honeysuckle Magazine. Do we talk about that? I don't think so. I just want to give you props on that. Thank the fucking you. write-up about you as one of... The- <laughs> it's amazing. Why are you laughing? <laughs> like, when did this come out? <laughs> like, we're recording it right now. So it <laughs> hasn't come out yet, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Taking us a lot of weed to get through this quarantine, man. Holy shit. <laughs> Time is a flat circle. Whew. 
<laughs> we got to get out on we that. Gotta, we got to get out of here. Okay. We got to go. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for amazing. fucking with us and listening to us and check us out on, um, I don't know, everywhere. Yeah, everywhere at Wing Grub on your- Instagram. Everywhere you get your hot pods. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this episode came out yesterday, <laughs> so you're probably listening to it tomorrow. Oh I'm going to go pop some popcorn and like watch a movie. Okay. Thank you all. Keep sending in your stories. We've got so many more to get through. So if you want to keep sending them, our DM is at Weed and Grub on Instagram. Or our email is WG at Weed and Grub.com. Or just hit us up on our personals. We'll say yo. We sure will. And we're going to be launching some other new stuff soon. So we'll keep, you know, posting about all that too. Vague, vague potting here over here. Um, <laughs> Which is worse, not knowing about time or being elusive. Or like vague shout outs where like, we've got cool stuff going on, but we're not going to say what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.